Warning, this podcast contains strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Uh, this is Darth Anna 77 of A Geek Speaks Podcast. Uh, I welcome you all. Um, I hope everyone is doing well, healthy, and uh, safe wherever you're at. Uh, it's It's been a tumultuous time in our world, um, especially in my country here in America, um, especially here in Texas. <laughs> Uh, I myself got out of my apartment this evening. Um, I work from home for out of the five days. Um, and then every couple of weeks I do have to work on a Saturday, but I can work here. And then one day out of the week, I do have to report into the office. Uh, but all week I've been enclosed. Um, and yeah, I, I just, uh, was getting a, case of cabin fever so i just got in my car and i took a drive around san antonio and um armed uh, with my favorite coffee uh merit coffee um yeah if you guys are ever in san antonio or for my fellow texans south texans fellow san antonians yeah merit coffee is the bomb um they have several locations in the city um the one that i normally frequent because i live in the medical center is in, on louis pasteur and then there's also one in um in alamo heights on broadway so um yeah you guys check it out the baristas are very knowledgeable about their coffees uh very open to discussing <laughs> uh and offering suggestions so highly recommend them guys gotta support uh local businesses and uh, small business so yeah check them out guys um so yeah welcome again uh so today's podcast will be dedicated to my ultimate ultimate all-time favorite actor Ian McDermott. So he celebrated his birthday on August 11th. Um, But before I begin speaking about him, I just want to pause and speak about a few things because it's been a little while since I've done a podcast. So I just want to pause and, you know, uh, bring uh, to attention and light a couple of things that have been on my mind. So um, first and foremost, I want to send lots of love, lots of hugs, uh, good thoughts to the people of Louisiana and those affected in my home state of Texas. As many of you probably already know, uh, Hurricane Laura made landfall yesterday. Um, guys, if you can please, please donate to the American Red Cross. Uh, there's also other legit organizations, local organizations, the Cajun Navy. Uh, there's also Community Foundation of Southwest Louisiana. And that's actually an organization that was started after um, Hurricane Katrina came about. Um, as you probably know, that was just such a catastrophic storm. Um, these overworked levees failed and essentially flooded Louisiana, New Orleans, and it, it was just horrid, I mean, for the people of of that area. And, you know, there was delay in federal aid and, de- uh, you know, both monetary aid as well as, um, you know, with FEMA as well. So it was, it was just a horrible, horrible situation. So that's why that foundation came about. So, you know, if you can, guys, I know it's such a hard time right now for a lot of people because of COVID-19, but if you can, please, please donate. So, um, so Louisiana, Texas, thinking of you guys, much love to you and, you know, and, uh, I'll be donating to American Red Cross, 
uh, and the Community Foundation of Southwest Louisiana. So please, please, guys. Um, it's been such a time of uncertainty and darkness for many of us who've had to deal with COVID-19. My own grandfather, my last surviving grandparent, 94 years old, my mother's father, uh, not only contracted COVID-19, but also battled pneumonia as a result of um, covid and uh, he's actually been in lockdown in a nursing home um, since the COVID-19 pandemic began. And um, he, he beat it. And we were all just flabbergasted because we're like, oh, my God, you know, he's 94 years old. And granted, you know, he is, is, is significantly older, but, you know, he, um, he doesn't have any major illnesses and whatnot. But we thought, you know, because most people that age that contract COVID-19 do pass on. And so we were prepared for the worst. But he made it, thankfully, and um, you know, and he's 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 doing doing fine, and he, the guy's a beast. I mean, this uh, he worked hard all his life. Physical labor was a sharecropper uh, on a farm um, about thirty miles outside of San Antonio, and um, you know, I would suspect that that probably kept him in pretty good shape and kept him from getting any major illnesses. So. Um, you know, that that some people tend to have when they're older. So yeah, so um, my cousin also had it as well. He became quite ill. He does have asthma. So I know it was his recovery was a little bit delayed. But um, he has made a full recovery. So I'm very, very happy that both made it with, uh, you know, without any lasting effects that so many have experienced. I'm just hearing lots of um, stories from people uh, that have lung damage, they have organ damage. Um, <clears throat> I even heard of someone um, was reading on um, online somewhere, I think it was CNN or something, that uh, someone actually had to, they went into organ failure and they had to have a, um, a kidney failure and they had to have transplants because it, 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 it interferes with the um the circulation and somehow it affected his his um uh you know his his kidneys so yeah it was just it was a horrible horrible story to read uh but yeah and i i do have members of my family on my dad's side extended family members who have lost uh loved ones as well as family friends so you know you know, if you lost anybody with COVID-19, my deepest condolences. And it's just, I couldn't even imagine, you know, being in that situation. I mean, my parents, my mother's 69, my father's 68, and both of them do have um, medical conditions. You know, my mother has, has rheumatoid arthritis and my father has history of a mild heart attack. So it's, you know, it's something that, you know, it's constantly on my mind and, you know, and my parents are freaking awesome. I mean, they will wear masks and they even have their own little sanitizing kit and their Clorox wipes and all that good stuff. So I don't worry too much about them, but, you know, still, you just never know. Um, so, you know, and, you know, additionally, between COVID and the utter failure of the Trump administration, um, you know, or should I say, uh, I've started calling Trump reverse Midas because everything Trump touches turns to utter shit, in all honesty. I mean, let's just lay it out there the way it is. 
Um, you know, we've seen all the Karens and the Darrens calling the cops on the black folks, my people, the Latinos, on Asians, uh, Muslims. I mean, the hate is there, guys. I mean, <clears throat> I can also honestly say that some days it just gets to be too much. And I do cry. I mean, I, I really do because it's just, you know, it's overwhelming between having to deal with being in quarantine with COVID-19 and then you just have all this negativity and toxicity um, you know, you, you have all these people that are throwing fits because they don't want to wear masks. I mean, it's, it's not difficult. I mean, I have asthma myself too. I don't have any problems wearing a mask. And I mean, I live in San Antonio for fucking Christ's sake. You know, I, it's just today it was 103 degrees and, you know, I was able to walk around with, you know, it is uncomfortable, but it's, you do it because you're doing it for other people. You know, you're doing it to protect others. You're doing it to protect yourself, you know? So yeah, between that, the race hate on people of color, the continued police brutality. We just had that thing happen in Kenosha. You know, the, um, the xenophobia, the bullshit that you keep seeing the trumpeteers online spewing. At some point, you just can't anymore. Um, I have social media. I have Facebook, Twitter, uh, TikTok. And I had to deactivate my Facebook and Twitter. Um, the toxicity is just running amok. It's running rampant. Um, a lot of it, I want to say probably about a good 40 to 50% are just paid trolls that are just, you know, they're trying to sway our election, you know, and you can usually tell by the way certain things are worded and by the, just the utter stupidity. And, you know, and the other half is, you know, they're, they're Americans, you know, just very ignorant Americans that obviously are not aware of their rights. They're not aware of, you know, um, you know, they, they latch on to some biblical reference that, you know, Donald Trump made or the fact that he put his hand up with a, with a Bible in his hand and, and, uh, you know, meanwhile, he has the, the freaking guard behind him with, uh, tear gassing, you know, uh, peaceful protesters. I mean, but, uh, but yeah, but according to them, Trump is in the right. And I just, yeah, I just, I don't get that. I really don't get that. So yeah, anyways. Um, so yeah, I still have my TikTok. Um, I do make it very political, but thankfully TikTok is mainly a platform for, <laughs> for anti-Trumpers like myself. So that's probably why this, 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 this bastard wants to <laughs> ban TikTok. So yeah, check me out guys. I, my, my account is relatively young. Uh, I haven't been in it uh, on on her, on there for that long and uh but empress palpatine 77 is my handle um so yeah when i'm not working i'm indulging in <laughs> making stupid silly videos uh i'm listening to music writing i love to paint and um i've been watching a lot of movies and some plays online via youtube it's just a way for me to sort of you know um how can I put it? Mentally detox from <laughs> from all the toxicity in the world, and then just just a mental detox from work. Sometimes that can be kind of crazy. So, yeah. Um, anyways, we'll we'll move on to to something much more pleasant to talk about, and that's that's uh, the great Ian McDermott. Um, so I don't think Ian McDermott will ever listen to this, but if he does, my apologies for the verbal frustration. Uh, I'm pretty sure from speaking with you personally about certain folks, uh, who shall remain nameless, um, 
reverse Midas, uh, <laughs> you can probably understand where I'm coming from. So, uh, and you probably don't remember me because I'm I'm sure you 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 speak to thousands of people. So it's it's hard to remember people unless they're really out of the ordinary, <laughs> and I'm pretty ordinary. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you'll you'll think otherwise once after you listen to my podcast. If you do, <laughs> anyways, enough of the serious talk. So yes, the the great Ian McDermott. Um, so this dude turned um seventy six on August eleventh. I've said it before. Ian is such an iconic figure in Star Wars franchise. We all know him as the evil emperor, the puppet master, the master designer, the man with the plan of plans. This guy had plan A, he had plan B, he had plan C, he had plan D. Shit, he probably had the whole alphabet covered and then some. So um, Palpatine is the epitome of utter evil in its purest form. And Ian played him brilliantly. Um, I think they could have, if they had casted, uh, another actor, they have casted somebody like, um, um, you know, Patrick Stewart or Ian McKellen, by the way, I love both, both of those actors and I think they're brilliant. Uh, but I don't think they would have done as wonderful a job as, as Ian McDermott did. And I, I truly mean that. And yes, they're wonderful character, wonderful actors, wonderful theater actors, you know, like Ian McDermott. But this role was made for Ian. Um, I remember when Return of the Jedi came out, I was almost six years old. Um, he was legit scary to me. So yeah, Ian, you haunted my dreams for a while. So <laughs> I never would have imagined that he was a young man playing the emperor who was like a century old but you know that's ian he's he's a he's a seasoned theater actor um <clears throat> even my dad asked a few years back um hey how can that guy be alive wasn't he like 80 when that came out and i was like uh no <laughs> he was in his late 30s not much older than you dad so my dad was 31 when it came out and my dad was so sort of dumbfounded and and he just thought that you know that Ian was an old man. So yeah, my dad has never been a real big fan of Star Wars, at least not at my level. Um, I'm a huge geek. I've competed in, um, uh, in trivia. I've, I've won a, a trivia game uh, earlier this year before all the COVID stuff started. <laughs> I, I won first place and I was uh, my uh, my normal partner that usually, uh, participates with me, um, was not, was not able to. So I named myself the lone palpiteer. So, and I had on my um, Palpatine t-shirt and yeah, so I won, uh, I won, uh, uh, first place for that. So, which was pretty cool. But, uh, anyhow, anyways, my dad is not at that level, but you know, he loves bad guys. So, um, when the, uh, the Rise of Skywalker trailer came out with Ian's infamous demonic cackle as, as Palpatine, I was at my parents' house. Um, so I was playing it on my, on my iPhone and it stopped him dead in his tracks. My dad is a busy business owner. He is constantly doing something. He is running to a meeting. He's answering a phone call. Um, he's planning, um, you know, uh, the day for his employees i mean he's meeting with my mother who's does all the back you know the uh the the behind scenes stuff like payroll and invoices he's always doing something so 
<laughs> the fact that it stopped him dead in his tracks. He came back and he said, play it again, please. And, you know, he's got his Bluetooth in his ear. He's got his phone in his hand. He's got his pen and paper in the other hand. And he comes over and I'm like, okay. So I'll play it again. And, of course, Ian's Ian's uh, uh, <laughs> giggle is at the, his, his, I should say cackle, is at the end of the, the trailer. And my dad just uh, grinned. He cracked into a grin and he kind of giggled, kind of similarly like Ian. And uh, he goes, I need to see that. And then my dad just walked off and he just, you know, his phone goes off and he just proceeded on with his task. And I just got a kick out of that. Uh, so, you know, yeah, it was it was it was awesome. So, and you know, from a pop culture aspect, my, my dad, um, nothing will stop him unless it's Batman related. Other than that. Um, yeah. So maybe I got my Palpatine love from my dad. Who knows? But <laughs> I thought that was, that was pretty cool. But uh, but yeah, you know, going into um, into Ian, he actually has a pretty cool backstory. Um, he went to um, the University of St Andrews. I think it's they call it something different now. But um, it's it's uh, he got a master's in psych psychology, and from what I read online. From his interviews, he had the desire to be an actor, but didn't want to disappoint his dad. So he completed his degree, and it wasn't long after that that he actually pursued his desire of becoming an actor. So, you know, I thought that was pretty cool, you know, that he, he you know, had that respect for his father, um, you know, and, and still completed what, what he was going to, you know, what he you know, the, his, uh, his degree and then went on to, to, um, you know, to become an actor and, and, and make uh, a career for himself in that, in that field. And, uh, I think that's pretty cool because heaven knows, I mean, that kind of respect is not, you know, around <laughs> nowadays with, uh, people of that age, you know, so, um, and I, you know, and it's interesting because I really can relate to that, you know, and just a little bit side story and then I'll go back to Ian, but I can, I can sort of relate because I myself, um, you know, after I graduated from, from, from university, I went to medical school. I started having serious doubts uh, my choice of profession during my third year. But like Ian, I didn't want to disappoint my parents. So I did complete it. I did graduate from med school. I did go into residency. I did graduate from my first residency. Uh, I actually went on a second one hoping that that spark that I had for um, you know, for medicine that I had originally when I went into medical school would come about, but you know, I didn't have it there anymore. I do love helping people and stuff, but, uh, I just don't believe healthcare is appropriate today. It's, it's not, uh, the way it should be. Um, so unfortunately, and that's one of the, one of the main reasons that I switched careers, but I can kind of, you know, understand what, um, you know, Ian's thoughts on, on not wanting to disappoint his parents. Cause I certainly didn't want to do that for my parents too, since they sacrificed so much for my education and, and mind you, as far as the, um, the, I'm actually paying back those loans, obviously for medical school, but you know, to get me up to that point, you know, they did sacrifice a lot and I went to private school all my life. So, um, so I have to thank my parents for that and for allowing me to, to, you know, have that opportunity to, to do something and have that opportunity to do something, you know, 
other than that so so yeah so um so yes tangent yes long story yes but i can totally totally relate to that so um as i mentioned before uh ian is a seasoned and accomplished theater actor he has been in theater since the late 60s he's been in productions of hamlet the Tempest, uh, Much Ado About Nothing, Merchant of Venice, Macbeth. There's actually on YouTube, there is, I think it was in 1977 or 78, I cannot recall off the top of my head, there is a TV adaptation of Macbeth. Um, it stars, he's in it, he plays a porter, and I cannot remember what other what other part he plays. I think he plays one other part. But anyways, he plays a porter, and uh, Roger Rees is in it, Ian McKellen is in it, uh, Dame Judi Dench is in it, I mean, and a couple of other actors that I just can't recall off the top of my head. So I highly recommend you you uh, looking that up. I want to say it's, it's 1977, 1977 78, I can't recall. So yeah, so you know, I highly recommend you you watching that and and seeing him. He's like really really young. I think he's like in his early thirties or something, and uh, so yeah, you know, it's definitely um, you know a, a something to watch if you're an E. McDermott fan. So um, <clears throat> anyhow, um, in going into a um, well, I guess let me backtrack. We'll still talk about his his theater career. I myself have had the pleasure of seeing him on stage uh, in his play Faith Healer. I think I've talked about that in 2006 uh, in New York City on Broadway. He did win a uh, Tony for that. Uh, Ray Fiennes uh, and Sherry Jones starred alongside him. They were fantastic as well in the role. Uh, I think that first meeting is what drew me to Ian McDermott. Uh, when I met him, he was such a humble, sweet guy for a man of his accomplishments, a man of his talents and his gifts. Um, I just, you know, he had such a big smile, beautiful smile on his face when he came up to to sign playbills and talk to people. I conversed with him for a little bit. The lady next to me didn't have a pen, so he he asked to borrow my pen again, and I think she was starstruck, and so <laughs> he continued talking to me, and I, you know, of course... I talked to him, so I'm not 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 going to talk to him. So, uh, so yeah, so you know, he he was just such an awesome guy, such a pleasure to speak to, and and, it, and he would be somebody that I would love to have a beer with and be like, or a glass of wine with, and and I would love to hear his stories about theater. Um, you know, I like I mentioned before, my background is is um, medicine and science, but I have a huge huge love. Of, of the arts, specifically theater and, and music. And, um, you know, I love movies too and art, but those are the two main ones that I love. And, um, <clears throat> and uh, so, yeah, so, um, you know, and so I, I would just love to just, 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 you know, you know, tickle his brain and, and ask him stories about what it was like um, being, a, um, you know, a starting actor. And then, of course, he was later a, a theater director or, or artistic director uh, alongside Jonathan Kent at Almeida uh, Theater in London. So, um, so yeah, you know, this, this guy, he's got a long resume, guys. So, um, and I've met him a couple more times. Um, <clears throat> I was actually listening to um a podcast yesterday uh, and i'm for the life of me i can't remember the <laughs> the name of the podcast 
but I have it saved. And uh, so they were talking about um, his early career. They did talk about his theater career and how he um, came to the role of Return of the Jedi. So he was in Sam Shepard's uh, play called Seduce. He played this this character called Harry Hackamore, some kind of Howard Hughes type of character. Um, and he wore uh, these prosthetics. It was like a false beard and like long fingernails. And he was like 37, apparently. And um, and that's how George Lucas and, and uh, Richard Marquand um, found him to play the emperor. And so, you know, and, and if you've ever seen any of, of Ian's panels, uh, there's, there's a lot of wonderful panels out there. Um, I, and actually, I have um, on my Facebook, and I have it saved away as well, when he did a panel here in San Antonio uh, at Alamo City Comic Con in 2017, May 2017, where he did a, a really cool uh, panel. And he did talk about how, you know, he got hired and, and he got picked up by a car and and uh, a George Lucas had asked him, I think, if you know he wanted water, coffee, or whatever, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll just take a water, or whatever." And uh, you know, they they asked him. I was like, "Well, how would you like to be the you know um, the you know the emperor?" The I can't remember how he put it, but you know, it's uh, I think it's pretty cool how he tells the story, and and then he ends up with as he's leaving. Um, George Lucas makes some inference about um, his nose, like, oh, great nose, you know, something of that, <laughs> that sort. So, you know, it's, uh, and I, I don't know if I were, you know, him, I don't know what I would have said <laughs> if somebody told me that I had a great nose. <laughs> so, you know, and I think he mentioned, like, well, I guess, does that mean that I got the part? And then it was later on that he found out, I guess, from his agent that he did have the part. So, yeah, you know, and, and, and this goes back to what I said uh, earlier about my dad thinking that he was an old man. I mean, he's just such a phenomenal actor that you really thought that he was some dude that was, you know, uh, you know, that was almost a century <laughs> old, you know? So, um, you know, he's just, he's just phenomenal. Um, and I'm thinking off the top of my head, cause I mean, he's been in, he's been in TV. He's been in, obviously he's, he's very, uh, he has a long resume in theater. Um, I mentioned that he was an artistic director. I think it was in 1990 to 2000 or 2000, I'm sorry, 2001, uh, at Alameda theater with Jonathan Kent. They brought in a lot of like wonderful plays and wonderful actors and, you know, they, left it you know at 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 a high note and uh but going back to the rest of his career he um and i recently saw this um and this was when he was younger too i want to say this was a few years before um return of the jedi he was in this british show called the professionals um and the the name of the the episode is called the madness of uh, mickey hamilton freaking awesome awesome show um and the episode is phenomenal he plays this man who's essentially goes on a killing rampage um shooting going after doctors because he um lost his wife um his wife in childbirth i guess had some complications and his daughter was born you know completely disabled and you know couldn't see couldn't hear had all kinds of health issues the wife essentially committed suicide 
And so he had a, his character, Mickey Hamilton, had a breakdown. And then when he gets out, he's just all, you know, just messed up and is just uh, loco. And uh, <laughs> he goes on a shooting rampage trying to shoot uh, and kill um, doctors. And uh, which, of course, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, my God, I was like, I just feel like this is in 2019, 2020, you know, with all the the shooting stuff. But anyhow, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's an excellent episode. And it's just, again, another testament to the um, many abilities uh, that Ian McDermott has exhibited in many of the roles that he's played on theater, TV um in uh film um he also most recently as far as for tv he was in uh, britannia in season one i think for the first four or five episodes he played uh king pelinor uh as uh <clears throat> the king of the canty so if you get a chance uh, you should check it out um he does a lot of cursing i love when he mcdermott curses i don't know why but it's just it's just cool and uh you know and i curse a lot so it's it's well depending on who i'm around so uh but yeah i tend to curse a lot but it, it was just cool to see him cursing because i don't normally when i've set i've seen him i've met him he's very like posh and proper and i just you know i don't imagine hearing fuck or fucking you know out of his mouth and it's just hilarious to hear him hear him say it and, and say it was such such conviction and uh so yeah you definitely guys got to check it out he's been in a lot of um going down to movies um he has been in uh you know other than the star wars uh franchise uh with the original trilogy prequels and sequels um he's also been in um dragon slayer that was one of the things that they talked about in that podcast how he was this um he had was on i think for like six minutes and he played this priest who was essentially um he got burned to death by the dragon <laughs> by the dragon and uh, yeah, I remember seeing that movie and I don't recall too much, but I do remember that scene where he got uh, burned alive by the dragon. So that I, I saw that. I must have been about 10 or 11 when I saw that. But uh, but yeah, he was also in um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels with Michael Caine and uh, Steve Martin. If you guys get a chance, oh my God, that movie is freaking hilarious. Um, he is, uh, he plays Arthur the Butler uh, that's that's sort of the helper or for Michael Caine's character, and uh, yeah, I just I just love the interaction between <laughs> between the three of them, especially the scene where they're trying to you know make uh, Steve Martin's character all prim and proper, so uh, to be this this prim and proper con man, <laughs> yeah, you guys got to check it out. Uh, and then he was in uh, Sleepy Hollow. He played Dr. Lancaster. He was one of the main characters. And his character was like boning some like handmaiden from one of the prominent families in Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that was quite interesting. And uh, um, Christopher Walken is in it, Johnny Depp. Uh, who else is in it? Christina Ricci, Casper Van Dien. Uh, a slew of other actors are in it. I think John Neville was in it. And uh, my apologies if that's incorrect. 
Um, I always remember John Neville as <laughs> as the the prim and proper man from the X Files. So he's a cool, dude. Uh, and then the actor who played Vernon Dursley in Harry Potter, and I think Michael Gambon was in it too. Oh my gosh! Now I'm gonna look that 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 whole cast up. Michael Gambon, who took over for uh, Richard Harris for uh, Professor Dumbledore. So yeah, so it's an all star cast. But yeah, I, I love Ian Scene. He dies early in the well. I, I think halfway through the movie too. So, uh, and most recently, um, other than Star Wars, he was in, in The Lost City of Z, uh, which is a great film. Um, and uh, that's with Charlie Hunnam. And uh, he plays Sir George Goldie, I think is his name. And also alongside Tom Holland. Oh, yeah, and Robert Pattinson, who we all love, Robert Pattinson. Some Edward Cullen action. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, 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 you guys, uh, this is totally side note. This is not having to do with Ian McDermott. Guys, if you haven't seen the Batman theater with Robert Pattinson, you gotta see it. Yes. Anyhow, okay, off subject. Uh, so yeah, so going back to Ian, so he is, um, an incredible actor and, you know, I hope that we get to see more of him, um, in some shape or form. I know right now things are at a standstill because of COVID-19 and, you know, um, you know, Ian McDermott is 76 and, you know, he is up in that age bracket where COVID-19 can be, you know, fatal to people. I mean, my parents also are in that, that age bracket and, you know, I can only hope that, you know, at some point that we get a good vaccine going because I have a burning question for Ian McDermott. I met him for the third time last year at FanX in Salt Lake City with my friend. I got major, major starstruck. That had never happened before to me. I've, you know, I've volunteered. I've been celebrity handler for many cons. Um, you know, I've, you know, I've met Ron Perlman, Tommy Flanagan, wonderful Scottish actor, another fellow Scottish actor. Um, I've met Jason Momoa, Ben Affleck, uh, George Clooney. None of them have I been starstruck with. But Ian McDermott <laughs> made me starstruck. I don't know if it was my fangirl crush or what it was. And my friend, you know, and I had this burning question and I just could not get it out. And I completely forgot how I was going to say it, what I was going to say. And it just, you know, his his presence was just so, I don't know what it was. It just, intim- I don't know, I don't want to say intimidated me, but it just, it, it just starstruck me. It's, it's, uh, yeah. So, and my friend kept like poking me on the side and I'm like trying not to make a noise because it's hurting my side. And so I'm like, oh crap. I'm like, what am I going to do here? And uh, so, yeah, so I went about my, you know, getting his autograph and we just kind of exchanged pleasantries and 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 that was it and <laughs> and I walked away and I was like you idiot dumb bitch <laughs> you completely forgot to ask the question you've been burning to ask you've been wanting to ask him and this burning question so I'm hoping that I get to meet him a fourth time because I'm gonna apologize I'd be like look so sorry I was an idiot last time not that he remembers but you know I just I couldn't manage really manage to get a a discernible sentence out and uh <laughs> so uh yeah so yes and I'm and I I do have an excuse as well at this point because I um Hasbro released um or I should say released a pre-order for um 
the Force FX uh, Darth Sidious lightsaber. It's freaking about time that they have something uh, official for Darth Sidious. Um, you know, uh, he's only the badass Sith of all time, in my humble opinion. But I could be <laughs> biased. But yeah, it's, it's it's just freaking beautiful. I have it pre-ordered. It's going to arrive, uh, I think it's December 3rd is the, the projected... Uh, shipping date but knowing amazon i'll probably get it like a week earlier so or who knows maybe three weeks later <laughs> but uh yeah i i want him to autograph the hilt i kind of want to see him hold on to it and just kind of wave it around on like uh you know and uh yeah so and i i've got other other uh memorabilia and collectibles um i have a huge um star wars collectible uh i'm sorry collection and a good portion of that is Palpatine. On my desk here, I have, let's see, seven, eight. I've got 20 Palpatines on my desk here. It's just spread across very neatly and nicely. And it's crazy because I, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a uh, neat freak uh, when it comes to my computer desk and my work desk. So I literally, every two days, I wipe this whole area down. <laughs> I pick up each of those Palpatines and I put them all to the side. I wipe them down too and I put them back in their respective areas. So yeah, if if, if uh, E. McDermott saw my collection, he'd probably be like, get this lady away from me. <laughs> I promise you, man, I'm, I'm very normal. <laughs> Maybe a little odd at times, but uh, it just comes with being a geek. But uh, yeah, it's... Um, he may say, hey, girl, what are you on? Uh, no, I'm not on anything. Just uh, just uh, high on the geekdom. And uh, that's about it. <laughs> well, and coffee, too. So, uh, so, uh, so, yeah. So, you know, it's he's just phenomenal. And I think the world of him. And I wanted to dedicate an entire podcast to, you know, commemorate him, commemorate his life, commemorate that he's been here with us for 76 years. And thank you from the bottom of my geeky heart. And uh, despite my silly little fangirl crush, and uh, I just think the world of you and I think you're an exceptional actor. And I cannot wait until I see you on the big screen again, until I see you, you know, on tv or even on stage i would love to see you in some shape or form um i hope i would love to see you again as palpatine um i think that it would be awesome to um see the backstory of palpatine darth plagueis is a wonderful novel and it has canon elements but is not considered canon um so the story the backstory of palpatine is largely um, unknown. And I've always said, I, I have it in my head. I've had it in my head for like a good year. Um, I would love to see uh, Sam Hewen, uh, who is a fellow uh, Scottish actor, um, play a younger Palpatine. I can totally see him like the 20, uh, when you think of Palpatine uh, in Phantom Menace, which I think he would probably be in his mid 50s. And uh, I can imagine Sam Hughan playing him uh, 20 years before that. So he would be a young man in his 30s, maybe like a representative or something or some kind of aide to a senator. And uh, so I would love to see him uh, as, you know, kind of going back and forth as a flashback, maybe Palpatine um, played by Ian McDermott in the height of his power, um, maybe between Re uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope at, at some point. 
So, um, and then just kind of flashbacking to when he's younger. So I think it would kind of be cool. And maybe even flashback even further back to show him as a child because I would love to see the his whole backstory. Because like I said, you know, Darth Plagueis is a wonderful novel, but sadly they don't consider it canon. And they do talk about his his um, his uh, his upbringing and and how his father despised him, and his you know he was sort of ostracized by by the Palpatine family. So, but again, they don't consider that canon. So you know, I think there's so many avenues that they can take with the Palpatine backstory. So yeah, I'm I'm very passionate about it. I. I stand by what i said i want to see sam Hewen play him um uh and uh, if you don't know who sam Hewen is he's just freaking fabulous gorgeous beautiful scottish man but what scottish man isn't beautiful uh <laughs> especially when they wear their kilts uh and i mean that seriously not not jokingly uh so yeah he's uh he plays uh or uh, played Jamie Fraser in Outlander. So, um, yeah, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful guy, wonderful actor. And, um, so yeah. So going back to, uh, Ian McDermott, thank you for being who you are. Thank you for being awesome. Um, thank you for being the light. Um, I can tell you that I've seen some of your films, uh, during some of the films that I hadn't seen with you in it and even plays that I've seen online on YouTube, your panels. And they put a smile on my face when I've been in my darkest hour just from being sad, just from everything going on, wondering if my dad, my grandfather, my my grandpa was going to, you know, pass on from COVID-19. So, you know, thank you for being that light and, and, you know, thank you for being there, even though you were not technically there. So, um, so I salute you, sir. And, uh, here's to many more. And, um, thank you, my friends. Um, those of you that have listened today, uh, much love to you all, much respect, much, um, I wish you good health, uh, fucking vote, uh, especially if you're American, uh, so we can vote this, uh, orange bastard out. And, um, you know, just, uh, just be well guys and uh, wear that damn mask. So, all right, take care guys until next time. So little disclaimer, my friends, uh, it must be said, uh, I've been questioned before because Emperor Palpatine is my favorite character from Star Wars, but I also love Ahsoka Tano. I love Yoda and, uh, from the Star Wars franchise and even more recently, the Mandalorian. Love him. So, but anyhow, Emperor uh, Palpatine is my favorite character. People think it odd that I like such a evil authoritarian. And, uh, you know, I always say that part of that is because Ian McDermott plays him. Um, and like I said before, he's a wonderful actor. But it must be said, uh, usually the people that are asking, you know, questioning me on this are people who ship Raylo, which I find that ship very odd. Um, but, uh, we we won't go there. If you listen to my other episodes, um, I um, I do not follow authoritarians. Uh, I am anti-Trump as fuck uh, or AF, uh, and I have the the T-shirt to prove it. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I just it has to be said because some people jump to conclusions, and I meant to, I meant to mention that.
uh, earlier. So uh, mini palpophiles, and that's a little term that I coined <laughs> for it, those of us that are Palpatine fans. And yes, Mr. McDermott, we are out there. Uh, so I know you probably find that a little bit odd, but uh, not to worry. Um, that just, uh, I think the vast majority of us that are palpophiles, at least the ones that I've talked to, both women and men, um, you know, uh, we don't follow authoritarians. So just got to make that clear. So uh, I should really trademark the term palpophile. It just uh, has a nice ring to it. Do like a little fan club. So sort of a, a legion of, of Palpatine fans. So, all right, guys, uh, thank you for listening again. I promise this is the end of it. Um, it had to be mentioned because I have been questioned before. I've gotten messages before. Uh, not just on um, <clears throat> through my podcast, but also through private messages, through also through uh, my social media, who just find it odd that I'm a Palpatine fan. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's like, well, why do you like Darth Vader? So anyhow, everybody has their, their likes and dislikes. And the way I see it, it's uh, as long as you're not uh, following the Emperor Palpatines in uh, real life, I think you're, uh, you're good. So, all right, guys, take care, be safe, be well. Uh, be happy, be healthy, and uh, vote. And especially if you're an American. So sorry, it must be said, vote blue, baby. All right, take care, guys.